Oh, thanks for the Incredibles. I know. <laughs> Smash through walls, I just can't get this thing off. <laughs> awesome. Well, welcome back to Vitamin C, everyone. I am Cameron. I'm Allie. And we are happy to be back with you. Today's episode is very special. We have a very special guest with us. Um, and we'll get into that. Good luck on finals, everyone. Hopefully you're making your way through them. You're listening to this on the Monday of finals. So, and happy summer break. Hopefully you have big plans. If nothing else, then hopefully you get some good time in the sun. But yeah. Exactly. I agree. Well, let's get to it. Yeah. Adam, go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay, uh, my name is Adam Chandler. I am a 6'1 male from <laughs> Draper, Utah. I'm a marketing student and I was recently admitted into the Sandbox program. Awesome. Very cool, very <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think so too. Yes, Adam and I, we know each other from the marketing program. Mm -hmm. Fun fact, he's actually been in every single one of my in-person classes this year. So, Do you guys sit next yeah. to each other? Generally speaking, yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Sweet. Well, I mean. Let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's just get right All into right. it. So you mentioned you <clears throat> just got into Sandbox. Mm -hmm. Tell us what Sandbox is from a student perspective. Okay. Wow. That's a great question to start us off. Sandbox, I would say, is... <laughs> It's like a, a program almost inside of, no, that's not right. Uh, Sandbox, <laughs> Sandbox is a program for students who are interested in entrepreneurship, um, mainly business school students, design students, and um, computer science students make up most of the Sandbox program, but it is offered to everyone. Mm -hmm. And what it entails is um, instead of taking traditional well, I, as a business school student, instead of taking traditional business school classes, my schedule will be substituted for sandbox classes where I will start a business and get school credit for. Is it classes mostly? Say that again. Like you said, it's substituted with sandbox classes. Is it classes? So they're they're like classes, uh, mostly um, like keynote speakers and stuff like that. And it's a lot of Q&A because, well, starting in the fall, I'll be starting a business with a few with a team of other students and it'll mostly just be helping us work through some of the issues that we're running into. Mm. And for me it's been really cool because I would a million times rather get credit, school credit for trying to start a business than for, you know, learning about business from yeah. a textbook. So it's been mm -hmm. it's been awesome so far. What role are you gonna do in Sandbox? So I'll be a PM. They have uh, three major roles. What is PM stand PM for? is a product manager. Um, and then they have developers who will develop the product. They, they steer us towards doing a software-based company just because software scales so easily. Um, and then they have designers. <laughs> um, so I'll be, I'll be a product manager. I'm not exactly sure everything that's, that that's going to entail, but as of right now, it's kind of been like I handle the business side of things. I'll probably do a lot of the selling once we get a software up and running. Um, and 
you know, maybe hopefully shape where the product develops as far as gaining customer insights, seeing what customers want and are willing to pay for, and then um, helping the developers shape the product in a way that um, benefits the consumers. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's, yeah, I'd say that's a, I mean, from my perspective, that's a good rundown of what Sandbox is. I feel like people like hearing it more from people in Sandbox yeah. than just us. Because <laughs> you know better than we do, for sure. It's kind of like, and that's kind of like a... A president, per se. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a boys club, but you don't, you don't know what's in it until you're in it. Yeah, what kind is in a boys somewhere. club? That's From true. your experience, no? What? What's in a boys club from your experience? <laughs> well, I mean, experience? it's just like, it's, it's just like, you don't really know like you hear about it but you don't actually know what it's about yeah. until like you're in it yes but awesome so you said that you were recently accepted that was in the fall right yeah so the way that do you want me to expand on that? yeah kind of yeah. like what what's like the application process and like all that look okay like? so the application process was definitely the scariest part um it starts with just kind of submitting your resume filling out a form that they send you. Uh, the form was kind of getting at, or is trying to get us to explain almost experiences in the past where we've um, like started a business or done a side hustle or anything like that. Uh, so the first round of the tryout is <clears throat> just like submit an application, submit your resume. And if you pass that round, they do what's called the hackathon, which <clears throat> is I had never heard the term hackathon. Apparently it's something that a lot of the coders were familiar with, but basically it's like this 14 hour tryout that all takes place on the same day. Oh my gosh. So what that meant for me as a PM um, was I showed up on a Saturday morning at eight with a business idea that I pitched to all of the engineers and designers who were present. And so this at the time was probably like 180 people um, trying out and I was pitching the idea to them to try and form a team. I, we, we formed a team and then we developed like the business idea or built the business the best we could for the 14 hours or 12 hours or whatever it was. And then at the end of the day, they had like almost a little shark tank, like a table of venture capitalists who came in and almost judged um, what we had done during the day. So then we, we pitched the idea again and kind of explained what we had worked on so far. And that's how they decide uh, who gets into the sandbox program. And there are some interviews oh, that go on throughout the day, but it was definitely, it was definitely intimidating. Um, both pitching to fellow students saying like, you know, I just have this pie in the sky idea. Let's try and build it. And then it's even more intimidating when it's like talking to venture capitalists who, you know, know what they're talking about kind of thing. So. It was really cool. And then from there, we just waited a couple of weeks and they sent out emails to who got in the program. So, so that, awesome. that happened in December and it's April. So it's been like four months. Are you going to run with your idea that you had during Hackathon and that team? Or are you going <laughs> to? That's a good question. So the team, um, I, I'm not working with the team that I did the Hackathon with. Not everyone on my team got in. So that was kind of a natural Which way. is normal. Yeah, yeah. Like people are still switching teams in Sandbox Ends next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I've switched teams a few times too. So the idea that I had, I'll just go into it briefly, but basically I served it, my mission in Tijuana, Mexico, where a lot of people travel for medical tourism. And 
I didn't really know what medical tourism was, but basically if you want to get a nose job, it's a lot cheaper to do it in Mexico and they can do a good job. So I wanted to bridge the gap between um, those who wanted to get, you know, travel for medical tourism and um, the medical tourism hosts, I guess the doctors in Mexico or these um, places, just because it sounds scary, right, to, to go and get a surgery from a doctor in Mexico. Um, but if it's advertised well and if we can build the doctors a credible profile and everything, then that'll kind of lower the, the barrier to entry for people in the United States. So that was the idea. And it actually did really well um, in the hackathon, like the venture capitalists liked it a lot. Um, I think that's due to the fact that it's kind of a high growth market, like more and more people are traveling for medical tourism. Um, but we, I've worked for a few months trying to, you know, think of the logistics of what that business would look like. And it's, it's a pretty daunting task. So right now I'd say it's on the shelf while we're exploring not, well, yeah, more feasible options. Um, but I, I would not be surprised at all if I take that idea back off the shelf and run with it in the fall. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so at the end of the hackathon, you said the judges liked your competition. Is there like, is there like a winner? Does the winner get anything? What happens? Is it just like you're judge and it's just like, just because that's yeah. what it is. So they, the, the venture capitalists who kind of sponsor the, the hackathon, they do choose three winners. Those winners aren't guaranteed to get into the sandbox program, but it's so that's not to say if you win, you'll get in. But um, yeah, they, they chose three teams and my my team was one of those three teams that won. So it was it was exciting. And it, it was. Yeah, thank you. It felt like good validation for the idea. But again, it's kind of a daunting business idea. So it's on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I'm trying to ask, think of how to say this one. So, what are you like looking for in a team? Because you obviously, I feel like the hackathon's kind of scrappy. You just get with whoever's ready to go right then and there. But yeah. moving forward, like, what are you looking for? How do you decide what's a good team? And do you like pick your team? Yeah, that's that's mm -hmm. a good question. You do pick your team. Um, it's that's a hard question because on the one side you want your team to be full of people who are capable for the idea that you want to pursue right like you form the idea first that you want to pursue and then you form the team after and but on the other hand you meet people and you want to form a, a solid team with the people that you like and then find an idea that's feasible for you guys after forming the team does that make sense yeah, yeah. um so i would say what i'm mostly looking for right now and what I think everyone's looking for are people that are easy to work with and people who are on the same commitment level. Because a lot of people treat Sandbox like, you know, all the classes are pass-fail. So you can put in very little effort if you really wanted to. Um, so a lot of people are kind of looking to gauge the commitment level. Like, are you going to drop out of school in the fall or not out of school? Are you going to stop working in the fall? Would you be willing to drop out of school if an idea took off kind of thing? Mm -hmm. uh, so those, those are what those are the main criteria that I'm that I'm looking for right now. Just people I get along with and have people on the same commitment level as me. Mm -hmm. that makes Definitely. Sense. I feel like that's a really good insight for our like members here because people want to work with people and stuff, but I feel mm -hmm. like are often really intimidated. 
about finding teams and like picking who to work with. Yeah, so. but I think that's super valid what you're talking about. How you know some people they're doing sandbox because it'll be fun and it's a good way to get through school, and then they're gonna go up to the corporate life. And some people are doing it because they want to you know build the next Qualtrics or yeah. you know what I mean. So that's that's really interesting. Um, so right now you're you're admitted to sandbox. Um, and you start in the fall, what does this like limbo stage look like? So I think it was brand new this year, but in the past sandbox cohorts, they've done the tryout, say in the winter, and then you, you have the winter semester, no, no sandbox classes, and then the summer, no sandbox classes, and then in the fall, they start with the sandbox classes. And for the first time this year, they started with uh, one sandbox cr class in the winter semester, which is like a credit and a half. It's uh, just, we just meet once a week, but it's an ideation and team formation class. Mm -hmm. um, so basically we show up on Wednesdays and they give us a lecture uh, both about finding the right teammates for you and also about learning to validate ideas, um, what to look for. And, and so right now I'm taking the lessons that I learned from um, that class and I've just been sifting through ideas as fast as I could um, looking for you know a list of of solid ideas to run with in the fall and yeah 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 that's, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> okay so what are some of the like gems you've learned about in your class so far about finding pain points ideation coming up with an idea validating all that stuff like what have you learned so far okay this is a this is a great question this will be on the final this will be <laughs> <laughs> um so one of the gems that i learned in a painful way pretty early um was that you just need to google an idea often you think like this idea is amazing and the first your first instinct is like i should talk to someone who wants to buy this so for example um my group and i were working on an idea of like a lead generation platform that would basically take the ideal customer of you know some sales team like say they target uh, marketing managers you know for medium-sized businesses and then we would come up with a way to crawl linkedin or other areas of the web to come up with leads where we could get them in contact with those people and we first started by just like doing all these interviews and stuff and it turns out that this idea exists 10 times over. There are there are a million companies out there that'll already sell you this. And so it was so a good idea. People already It was a good this. idea, yeah, yeah. But instead of Googling it, I was like, oh, let's just start building and interviewing. And that was the wrong approach. So I would say one of the hidden gems is you just need to Google your ideas. Someone may have already done it um, or there may still be space for it, so. That's so true. In our idea jam sessions, like sometimes we'll get like going on an idea and then <laughs> someone will be like, that already exists. Yeah. And everyone's like so bummed. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like so easy to be like, yeah. I just thought of the most groundbreaking idea ever. Yeah. So I remember one time we were going on about this idea of like, like students don't have a ton of money. They need someone to like back it and there needs to be like insurance. But we ended up inventing banks. So. That was, that there was you go. <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah, I've heard of one or two of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So what what else like what have you found out about finding good pain points or like um, coming up with solid ideas besides just like 
Because do you have to distinguish them on your own? Do they give you any like techniques or tactics to do that? So they they do give us some helpful pointers, um, and I can I'll just go through those I guess. So one of the helpful pointers I guess for coming up with a good idea is um, what they call founder market fit, um, and that's basically finding ideas that are in somewhere in your realm of expertise. Um, usually like a pain point that no one's solved already i guess or what i'm trying to say is you might be able to see pain points that people haven't solved because of the unique experiences that you have so think of all the jobs you've ever had all the internships you've ever had those things make you unique um, and put you at an angle to see pain points um, that others can't and they may seem obvious to you but that's because you have the experience right and so that's what they call founder market fit is finding ideas that, that fit you and your expertise. Um, the other thing that they talk a lot about is uh, product market fit, which is building a product in, an high, in a high growth industry. Um, I, I can give an example. Uh, my brother-in-law started in 2018, he started the PPA, which is the Professional Pickleball Association. And he had zero business experience. Is the first business he's ever started. Um, he's a college dropout. Really, he's a smart guy, but um, just maybe didn't even have that much business savvy. But in 2018, the world was just craving more pickleball. So any product that was pickleball related at the time was just going to be pulled together by a starving market looking for pickleball. Mm-hmm. So I would say since we're college students and since maybe we're not the most well adept um or like the most capable you know business starters out there if you choose a product or an idea that's in a high growth market the market will pull that idea forward just because people are you know starving for what you're building does that make does that make yeah, sense yeah. Mm-hmm. that's interesting definitely yeah. i think it is interesting because like i like i for myself, when I'm trying to think of ideas, I think about the issues that I'm having. And obviously, it's with the experiences that I'm having. And it's like, oh, because I'm, like, I'm into shoes a lot. So I'm like, oh, this is a big pain point like in the sneaker industry. Like, Why isn't someone fixing this? And it's because people have different experience and perspectives than I do, like you were talking about. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like that's, I feel like that's good. Um, good advice people are always like how do I decide like what to solve like what idea and it's like well you're not going to want to rally behind it if it's not something that is like relevant to you and that you can't see the world liking also so yeah Yeah, that's true that's interesting okay so what has been the most rewarding part about sandbox thus far like you've already (laughs) you've only (laughs) been in for a few months but yeah, I, I actually I have an answer for that though. Even though yeah, I've only been in here for four months, but I would say one of the first benefits that I've seen is um, I've totally shifted my focus in my classes. Where instead of just learning to get the grade, now I'm like learning because I want to go start my own business. So mm-hmm. that's been, and that's not something that's unique to Sandbox. I think anyone who wants to start a business can kind of change their paradigm in that sense to you know, start really learning the things that they will need to use 
going forward when they then when they start a business. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's been super rewarding in that it's just been like an extra surge of motivation uh, yeah. to study harder and actually learn stuff. So mm -hmm. definitely, I feel like that's a pretty common theme with the people we've interviewed that do have businesses. The students that we've interviewed have all kind of said that same thing. Like at some point, your brain just switches from being like, "I'm paying this money to get a grade to I can actually learn these skills and yeah. use them." Yeah. So I think it's I love that. Yeah, I think it's really important too because, like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of times it's difficult to see the value in a class when you're just like learning these things and it's like, why does this matter? But when you put it in the perspective of how can this help me and like how can I actually use this and like leverage it for myself and helps you to, I mean, I think for one, it does help you to get a better grade because like you're learning it better, but then you're also like applying it you have an application for it yeah so mm -hmm, definitely that's awesome so you are you're getting ready to go into sandbox and a lot of people are interested in sandbox they you know it's kind of intimidating like we mentioned but what in what recommendations do you have for those that are hoping to apply this winter or that are interested in it or what do you have it's a good question Sorry, I'm gonna recap. What what advice do I have for people who who are interested in who are interested in applying sandbox? Yeah. He's well, like, I would nothing. say <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> no, I would say my first piece of advice is to just apply. Uh, marketing students don't. Not all of the sandbox classes overlap with the curriculum that I need to graduate in marketing. Um, so I'll wind up taking nine extra credits just for doing sandbox. Great um, student. <laughs> yeah, just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say don't let that get you down, right? If if um, starting a business is really what you want to do, the sandbox program can help you a ton. So um, no matter how the the credits shape up, just, just apply. Um, and then the other thing that I would say is, and this is maybe... This maybe isn't the best piece of advice, but you, you really don't need to be in the sandbox program to start a business and all the resources will be there. Um, no, they won't be there, I guess. Well, some well, of the resources, of there are resources tons of resources is what I'm getting at. The sandbox program does have great resources, but if you really want to start a business and you don't get in the sandbox or, um, or if the credits don't line up, I guess, then you can just start a business and there are plenty of resources so that's what i would say yeah the Amen professors here are like so into helping students like this is the best environment to start a business because you get to pull the help me i'm a student card <laughs> yeah. so and the byu entrepreneurship professors specifically are like so ready to help students so yeah i love that advice and on top of that like all the resources that creators has access to and the network is is awesome and there's really no better time to start a business than when you're in college because obviously the barrier to entry is a little bit lower because you have people helping you um, and it's you know there's less risk you don't have well I mean some people have children and, and the families and all that but a lot of people don't have too many responsibilities that they need to be concerned about so um. yep love it exactly. do you have anything else you wish we asked you <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Great give me a second to think 
No, I think that about well covers it. Perfect. Great podcast. Oh, I have one. Have you guys found, like, do you do you have any ideas yet, like, that you're wanting to do for the fall? I mean, if you do and you don't want to tell us, that's fine. But, like, or <laughs> even a pain point that you want to solve? So, going back to um, the whole point of advice that I was giving where you should start a business um, based on the experience you have, like, finding good product or founder market fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say that steered me a lot towards building a marketing tool of some sorts, um, just because that's what I know about and I feel those pain points the most um, just at work, right? So um, if I had to place my money on it, I would I would guess that I'd wind up building some sort of marketing related product. But as far as like definitely knowing what idea I'm going to be pursuing, yeah. no, I don't definitely know yet yeah so. that's awesome there's definitely a need for solid marketing tools so yeah. cheers to that thanks <laughs> thanks buddy awesome well we thank you for like coming and talking to us and everything um starting this week we're going to start doing a new segment where we're going to have everyone participating in the podcast have a quote of the week I didn't bring one today. Well, you can look one up. <laughs> so, Adam, I know you're prepared. I'm Hit prepared. us with your quote of the week. Okay. Well, I hope you're ready to completely go off topic because it really has nothing no, to do with anything I've talked about. No, that is perfect. That's what we about. need. But I figured while I'm in the limelight here, I just might as well preach about something that I'm passionate about. Uh, so this is a quote from David Foster Wallace. Um, the quote is, Yeah, wait. Who is that? Do you know? He's an author, okay. and I don't know anything else about him. But <laughs> That's perfect. He wrote, he wrote some books in his day, and he, he left us with this gem. So it says, you'll stop worrying what others think about you when you realize how seldom they do. So I think, you know, a lot of people, I, I used to struggle with insecurity, um, and obviously I still have insecurities, but once I realized that, people don't really care about the mistakes that I make. It's not that big of a deal. I'm that kind of, it was, it was a freeing feeling. So I really like that quote. Amen. That's awesome. That Amen. You go next. All right. So my quote is, <laughs> it's been around for many, many years um, from Confucius. Uh-huh. He says, he who asks a question is a fool for five minutes. He who does not remains a fool forever. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I think sometimes the fear of asking a question is, I mean, it's definitely there at times, like when you're in a big lecture or something, but, you know, and a lot of times, I mean, I'll be honest, even for myself, when I hear someone ask a question that I know the answer to, I'm just like, why are you even asking this? (laughs) But I'm sure people think the same thing when I ask questions, but if you don't ask a question, then you're never going to know the answer. Then you're dumb. Then those that don't ask questions are dumb, not the people that do ask questions. Mm, mm. There we go. All right, Allie, hit us. All right, mine's from my favorite person in the world, Kim Kardashian. (laughs) (laughs) She says, I love when people underestimate me and then become pleasantly surprised. Can you give us an instance where you've underestimated Kim Kardashian? (laughs) I mean, I personally never have underestimated Kim. I'm her biggest fan. She estimates her. I estimate, <laughs> I estimate him, but I, I think that's like, kind of a fun way to look at life. 
um, I sometimes get pissed if I'm like, they just don't know how smart I am or not. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, then prove it. It's yeah. like kind of a fun motto and a good like game plan for life, in my opinion. I like that. I think it's my game plan. I know that. Oh. Amen to that. <laughs> All right. And now, if you've been following along, you know that we're going to ask a very big question. So, Adam, this is the question of the week, and we're going to have you answer <laughs> first. If money were a non-factor, what would you do with the rest of your life? Wow, you got to warn me about questions like that. <laughs> if money were a non-factor, meaning I can just do whatever I want? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, money were a non-factor. So does that mean world poverty is over, hunger over? Yes. It's I like mean, perfect no, just life. for you. If just money were a non-factor for you. Non-factor at all. Like you had just a Amex black card, no limit, but you don't have to pay it off. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like we're not talking about going back and trading shells. Like okay. we're talking yeah, about yeah, you yeah. just have no need to <laughs> like worry about money. your money limit is, is, is sky high. high. No, no money limit. <laughs> well then, dude, I would I'd pack my things, pack up my wife, and we're going to do some service projects. I think That's that'd be awesome. fun. Yeah, I just, I don't know, like, H-E-F-Y every week of the lot, every week kind of thing. Travel around, build some schools, see some cute kids, <laughs> die happy. That's what I would do. That's awesome. All right, Allie, what would you do with the rest of your life? I mean, everyone already knows what I'm going to say. I'm going <laughs> to move to a beach, have a dairy farm. And on, on the Yeah, on the beach. Yeah, have you ever heard of San Luis Obispo? <laughs> I haven't, then... actually, so... And <laughs> also rescue every single animal that ever needs to be rescued and make them happy. Very That's nice. what I would do That's with awesome. my life. And swim yeah. every day, obviously. Swim every day. Like just in the ocean or in a pool? Yeah, diving in the ocean. Okay. That's sick. Cheers. That's a good one. Cameron? Right. What about you? That's a good question. Um, I swear you come with these questions and you're the only one that never knows the answer. Well, yeah. <laughs> You also just called your own question a good question. Uh, well, so. <laughs> uh, it was a good question. That's why I would build a nice house so I can host a lot of people when I have parties. Nice. <laughs> and then I would live there for probably like half of the year. The other half, I would travel. I would see the world. And I think I would do service projects in different places too. Because I feel like when you do service in an area like for a lot of people that have served missions you feel a special tie to the people that are in the place there yeah i feel like if i did service all around the world i'd have ties everywhere yeah and i think i'd also want to like start some kind of business i don't know what it would be but just because then like you don't need to worry about funding you don't need to worry about like yeah, leaving a secure job and all these things that's facts so i think just doing that and wearing nice shoes the whole time yeah. I would make I would pay Elon to make me a jet that can get me anywhere in 30 minutes because I'm afraid of flying so that's why I wouldn't travel or what about a, like a teleporter yeah one of those yeah that's a good call <laughs> I would also have a teleporter add that to my list I'll add that to your list <laughs> all right well thank you so much for coming of course um that was all great information about sandbox and mm -hmm. I feel like that will really help people get excited about the possibilities they have yeah if they pursue sandbox or if they just want to start a business exactly on their own yeah thanks for joining us um 
listening, I hope you have the chance to check out Sandbox Demo Day, which was last Friday. There was some amazing presentations, and we're really excited for those teams and the students that um, are starting those businesses. But thank you, and Good happy night. summer. Yeah. <laughs>